0: Good morning, this is Christine DiGiacomo, and today's morning briefing is called, Don't Say God Around Here, and by all means, keep Jesus out of it. One was affixing a mailing label to my box when I commented on the vivid rose tattoo on his forearm. Like my friends who love being complimented on their body artistry, he lit up and talked about what he was going to have done next. You know, FedEx just recently changed their policy on tattoos. It used to be that shirt sleeves had to cover tattoos. Not anymore. So long as they are not offensive or have anything to do with religion. Can't say anything religious around here, he casually added. Casual for him, I guess. Not so much for me. I'm okay with not being able to talk about religion can't we talk about God? Why is it okay to have a discourse about who won best picture at the Oscars or mention your pick for March Madness but not comment on how thankful you are to God for the gift of joy or hope or life itself? Why can't we talk real talk and mention the life-changing name of Jesus? What are we so afraid of? This past Sunday, I got to worship at the Brooklyn Tabernacle again, and the passion for Christ in that place is palpable. See, many in the 200-plus voice choir, as well as the several thousand in the congregation, have ragged pasts, but have been radically set free by Jesus. Their enthusiasm shows all over their person. All in all, it contributes to an atmosphere of love that is electric with power. And that is mighty contagious. When Saul was transformed by Jesus on the Damascus road, set free from the bitterness and fear he carried, he could not contain himself. It's recorded here in Acts chapter 9, if some of you have been reading. He could not help but tell others about Jesus his messiah just think of it Saul went from the tracker of those who followed the way christ followers to the tract Jews and arabs were trying to kill him just to stop him from talking any more about his newfound love and purpose for living jesus christ you can read about it in acts chapter 9 verses 23 through 43 When you understand the magnitude of the gift of Christ in your life, you can't help but want others to know why it is well with your soul. Well, you say, I would actually like to tell a few of my friends about Jesus. I would like them to share in the joy I have found, but I'm not sure how. It seems like there are different styles of sharing our faith. We just don't have to express things in the same way, nor do others receive them in the same way. So let's take a look. Peter had a confrontational style which fit his personality. In Acts chapter 2, Luke records that he preached clearly, boldly, powerfully, and convincingly. So much so that 3,000 accepted the Lord that day. Saul, or Paul as we mostly know him, had an intellectual style. As we see right here in Acts chapter 9, he talked and debated with the Grecian Jews. And in Acts chapter 17, he taught and reasoned with the Jews and Greeks alike. Persuading them with the truth of Christ. A third style of telling others about Christ is the testimonial style. John chapter 9 records uh, the story about the blind man. He simply told what happened to him. Verse 25 says this, One thing I know, I was blind, but now I see. You see, no one can argue with your testimony what you have seen and experienced. A fourth style is what Matthew had. It was an interpersonal style. He was also called Levi in Luke chapter 5. After coming to know Jesus, Matthew invited his tax collector friends to a banquet in his home to meet and talk with Jesus. I guess I would say I have a conversational style which is akin to Matthew's interpersonal style, but he was inviting people just to sit across the table and chat casually with Jesus. Fifth, the woman at the well had an invitational style. In John chapter 4, she had a real encounter with Jesus and then ran back to the people in her town and said, Come, meet the man who told me everything about me and loved me anyway now realize this woman was an outcast yet her experience was so real when she ran back to town and she invited the people they came it's wild so a fifth style is an invitational style a sixth style is that that we also see here in acts chapter 9 The style or the behavior of Tabitha, who had a serving heart. Luke described Dorcas or Tabitha as a disciple who was always doing good and helping the poor. So a way that you can give away your faith is to serve others. You know, long ago, I unlocked the key to daily personal prayer by writing my prayers. That was for me. I have shared that idea with others and it works for them too. When I find a great book, I tell other like-minded folks about it. When I dine at a restaurant I enjoy, I naturally tell other people. When I stumble onto something that makes exercise fun, I like to involve my friends. So why would I hesitate in telling them about a God who loves them, who has a plan and purpose just for them? To me, Real talk is the only kind of talk. And since there is nothing more true or real or meaningful or valuable than Jesus, I look for openings. Oft, the circumstance determines my style or manner. It's not my intention to be in your face, but rather conversational, back and forth, casual and genuinely interested. At one time or another, I have been the blind man, the woman at the well, Tabitha, Peter, Paul, and Matthew. I do not see a problem saying God anywhere. Quite the contrary.